Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm David Amano, the writer-director of The Asian. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hello, Stuart. Just a quick hello from Sarah Douglas. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stuart. Page the screen. .com up in my volumes. Snake. Yeah, that was my motorcycle running and tracking up with my fucking snake. Jamie's with Dom eating pizza and pussy. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Road Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. The From Page to Screen Movie Hello. Hello, Mr. Neil Johnson, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, sir. Good, good. So what time is it where you are? It must be, what, like 1 o'clock or something? Uh, 11.30. Ooh, still in the morning. Yes. Damn, half seven at night here. The sun is starting to go down. Oh, it's magic. <laughs> so, did you did you um, like last week's podcast when I was talking about you very secretly shooting a film? I did. <laughs> I did. Um, I, yeah, we purposely haven't said much about it, have we? <laughs> no, you haven't. It was, uh, I think the first I saw was um, was the sci-fi. Sci-Fi Now, wasn't it? Not SFX. They look very similar over here. Sci-Fi Now article, which their link wouldn't work for a couple of hours because they'd done a typo in the header or something, but they fixed it eventually. Yeah, see, what what happens is, um, uh, you know, whenever I announce a movie, then I get every every crazy, but not crazy person, every, well, a lot of crazy people and a lot of legitimate actors yeah. Uh, con- contact me and say they want to, you know, be in the film, and I get bombarded. Suddenly, I have more friends than I've ever imagined, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's not interesting for me, you know, because it's, it's like these are fair weather friends, and I have no interest to talk to people. So, uh, we keep things silent now until we're ready to shoot, because, uh, well, you know, until we're ready to go. And I mean, we, in all honesty, we've been shooting for a little while, uh, just been keeping it quiet on the download. <laughs> it's 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 just it's just you know it's just how people are then you know it's there's no friends in the industry apart from people like yourself you know because you you don't have any you don't have any money in the game you don't really need anything from me and I don't need anything from you so that can be a friendship but most people just you know Hollywood's a slimy place let me tell you yep. <laughs> and you know I I just keep my distance from people um you know, it's this is why I miss England. There's so many nice people in England. Uh, when you live in Hollywood, even the regular people can be asshole-like. You know, oh, we've we've got assholes in uh, in the UK as well. They just talk oh. with a different accent, really. So, oh, I agree with you know? that, but just just <laughs> just a lot less of them. We're yep. talking every every second person, or every, or I say every person you meet, but just literally every second person you meet, guaranteed to be a con man or an ass. 
or a, you know, a producer in inverted commas. A, a, for me, a producer is somebody who's produced something, got paid for it. You know, yeah. it's you know what I mean. It's 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 crazy. So I, I have to hide. You know, and then we, <laughs> you're doing things low budget. You know, it's lower budget. I say because my low budget is is somebody else's big budget. Um, and then maybe you're doing things without permits or going to locations that are illegal. Um, so you don't want to tell, say too much. That's true. You, you don't want it in variety that you're going to be shooting a film and then try and show up somewhere and, and shoot it on the quiet, do you really? It's not going to work. Well, I'll give you a really good example of that in, in this exact situation. Uh, um, Okay, so, so let me try to explain this. Uh, oh, we, I, you know, this this is a this is another science fictiony. I won't say post apocalyptic, but there is a scene where the whole of the Earth is destroyed, yep. or at least the city is destroyed. You know, no spoilers, and uh, it kind of looked like Syria. So I, I thought to myself, you know, I could fake it as I've done in the past, or I can really go on location. And, you know, I could spend two weeks doing the, 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 the VFX or go to Syria and have, you know, uh, <laughs> real footage from a war zone. And I, I thought myself, well, then I, you know, I have a friend. I, I can't say how I got there no. under what pretense because I, I have a friend who was going there who was in the, uh, you know, the media. And uh, I hitched a ride and, you know, very special way. Mm-hmm. Um managed to get really close to Syria and uh, got some pointers, some journalists and said, you know, stop here, fly the drone there. You'll be okay. You won't get it shot down. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I literally was, uh, I have literally shot a part of this movie in Syria on the edge of Syria. <laughs> does, does part of that not ever scare you where you go, I'm a filmmaker, and I'm going to go to Syria, which is not the most peaceful place on the planet at this moment in time. Does part of you well, not sort of go, yeah, maybe that's not a good idea? I, I did have a bulletproof vest. <laughs> yep. You know, and had me, uh, you want to have media on it or something, journalist or something, you know, there's different words, yeah. so they know not to shoot you. But, no, realistically, um, uh, you, you know, it, it sounds bad. It sounds dangerous. But Turkey is, you know, on the border of Turkey is a bit funky, but it's an okay place to be. You know, it's not that bad. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't think about the, the fear. You know, you, you could die tomorrow climbing a mountain, that's, you know, getting a shot. Um, very true. I, I had a conversation like that with somebody last week, and they were like, oh, you know, go to a dangerous place. Like, you could trip down the stairs, you could get hit by a bus, you could get struck by lightning, or you could die in your sleep, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Everything's well, my, sort of dangerous. Look, when my daughter was living in Los Angeles, she would go out with the news crews. Um, you know, she's a trainee journalist and she would go to um, Skid Row, you know, downtown LA and the certain crazy part, the, the place you don't go. And they would go there with film crews and, and shoot. And it's like, yeah, it's, you know, it sounds worse than it is, but it, it can't, yes, stuff can happen. But, you know, living in, 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 you know, if you live in Malibu, for example, there's one death a week on the PCH, the Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, you look at the odds. It's like flying in an airplane. It's safer than driving on the street. But we just don't think of 
you know, the real odds. We think of, uh, you know, we think of the fear and that, and it's just fear, you know, just being afraid of, of a war zone. I used to be a news cameraman, right, you okay. know, yeah. I way, way, way back, um, back during the Croatian Serbian war thing. Wow. And, yep. you know, I, I, it was, it was dangerous. It was more dangerous then than what I just did. Um, but you know, it's, you just, as again, you just don't think about it. I, I've had guns put pointed to my head and not for uh, going into a dangerous war zone, but for uh, being around a Christian community and some crazy Christian guy in the Philippines deciding that, you know, my brand of Christianity when I was one uh, was not the same as his. So he held the gun to my head. And he, I remember he had a Jesus T-shirt on. I thought, this is weird. Yep. This is not what a person wearing a Jesus T-shirt should be doing to another human being, really, is it? No, exactly. No. But that's how it is, you know? I mean, it's, you know, it's it's just one of those things. And, uh, you know, if you put your hand in the mouth of a dog and it bites you, that's one thing. If, if you're, you see a dog barking, he's angry, you don't have to put your hand in his mouth. So it's it's being clever and being wise and, and being street smart. So, you know, I was on the streets at 13. And by that, I mean, you know, I was hanging around, I was in high school near a big city, um, you know, going to the comic shop every week. And, you know, you see a lot of life at the age of 13 when you're walking around by yourself and you've got, in Australia, you had Aborigines sniffing glue everywhere near my high school and stuff. You you, you learn to become wise and, you know, get yourself out of trouble. You know, I was beaten up every day going to school when I was a, when I was a, you know, primary school. I mean, that was dangerous. Um, you know, you had to find a different way to go home. So, uh, I mean, and that was probably more dangerous than anything. You know, it's it's levels of danger and just trying to be smart and avoiding it. So, I, you know, it sounds bad. Uh, I needed footage of Syria and I got footage of Syria. And then, you know, it's, it's horrible. And you, horrible. you made it out okay. Did the drone make it out okay? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was okay. Good. It, it's, it's, it's got a good range on it. You know, I had to fly... Uh, um, four four and a half kilometers uh, to get a good shot. So I was like, fly in, and I was shaking like crazy. Get the shot, and then fly back out. And it's terrible because you, you're having to you know use the, the sorrow of human misery to 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 uh, you know to for your film. But you know, it's I feel for the plight of these people, and I really do. And I'm happy to talk about the horrible things that are going on there. But you know, it's it's. Um, there's nothing I can do by just, just sitting on a computer and just trying to recreate it. When you're actually there doing it for real and you see it, it gives you a new perspective on how horrible, it, you know, these people who've lost their, their homes, you know. And, I mean, they're all there. the whole city's gone. Uh, and it's just a shell of buildings left. You don't want to sort of go inside the building to retrieve your belongings because it's about to fall apart, you know. And I saw that. I saw people going through the ruins trying to find their, their um, bits and pieces. So, I mean – for that reason alone, it's, you know, I, I have to document this in some way. I have to, you know, have a little bit of, pay a little bit of a tribute to the people who have lost their homes. But, I, you know, I, I, I don't know what to do. It's, it's, I never forgot the time. See, I'm rambling here again. Back no, when I was a, it's interesting. I was, I was a news cameraman. Um, you know, I, well, what I did, I worked for a te- television station in, in North Queensland, Australia. And... They, you know, you kind of do a number of jobs. So some days I was rostered on as a director doing television commercials. Other times I was rostered as, you know, I have like the news department. So you're going to do a day of news, news shooting. 
So you'd run off and shoot the news, and then you next day you'd do a television commercial. But it was interesting. I never forget the time that I was filming somebody's house burning down, and I thought, oh, you have to do it for the news. And then the guy whose house was burning down decided to punch the camera, you know, oh, and chase okay. up. Because he was angry, you yeah. know. They don't punch the person. They punch the camera. It's kind of weird how people do that. Um, you know, and it was in a small town, and, and I was there doing my job. And later on, they needed the footage for the insurance company, uh, which we gave them. And in the end of the day, the guy was – I mean, I never heard from him. But he, obviously, we saved uh, his ass from losing money on insurance. The footage was useful for the insurance policy because they, they need to figure out how the house burnt down. So even though we're filming somebody's misery, at the end of the day, the guy got all his money back and, you know, is probably very thankful. Another time, there was a suicide. This young man committed suicide and I went around. I was very friendly to the uh, the people, you know. Well, actually, he disappeared at this point and we, he, we assumed he took committed suicide. They let me go in his room and film everything and they found the, the kid's body a week later in a car with all the fumes and stuff. And I never forgot the people were just thankful that we were there bringing attention to the fact that, you know, we, we've lost our son. We don't know where he is. They were so thankful. And then afterwards they found him, he had suicided yeah. and they ran into, I remember running into them in the street and in in it was a chicken, some chicken place, uh, you know, we buy food and they were so thankful. They said, you know, you were just so nice and thank you for doing whatever you could to help, help us find our son. So, you know, it's, it, yeah, it, it's documenting the lives of misery and everything else, but it's also, it's the spirit you got to do it in. You know, you say, okay, am I doing this just to, to make some money? Am I doing this because I care? You know, there's a million reasons you can do it, but at the end of the day, you got to go with, a, with a, a friendly heart and just, you know, just do what you have to do. So, you know, I, 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 I wrestle with it all the time. You know, it's, um, you know, it was, it's tough doing news. And my daughter, who was a journalist for a time, uh, she found it really tough. She found it really tough because the ethics of journalism has changed a lot since, you know, the uh, days of the 70s and the 80s even, you know. Yeah. It's all about money. It is. I suppose anyway, it, it's similar to, I mean, you were saying you were wrestling with the decision on whether to do something or not. I suppose it would be the same, uh, and let me know if it's not, if you go, do you know what, I'm going to make a film about domestic violence and it's going to be, you know, actors are going to be acting in this role, you're, you're, or Schindler's List type thing. Yeah. Do I make oh. this film, which is true, it's, you know, it's going to have actors in it, do I do it, or, you know, that sort of thing, so... The old co yeah. conscience wrestling. Well, it's true. You know, it's it's. I, I'm doing a Nazi film at the moment. You know, uh, the Time War is one of the two films I'm doing, and I've got people. Uh, you know, uh, uh, how do I explain <laughs> it? Who who think I'm being a Nazi for doing this? Well, okay. You know, and you know, I've got I, yeah, I've got brought some Nazi flags and stuff. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, how do I explain this? <sighs> so is it, it kind of like you're making a film that features Nazis, therefore people think you must be pro-Nazi. They can't exactly. possibly think you're anti-Nazi. Exactly. Yeah. And they really, you know, and it's like, what did they think of Spielberg when he did Schindler's List? Yeah, or, uh, or uh, uh, who did? Christopher McQuarrie when he did Valkyrie, or was it Brian Singer? One wrote it, one directed it. You know, did they ever go at Tom Cruise because he was playing a Nazi? 
Yeah, exactly. But you know, he played a Nazi who was, you know, killing Hitler. I mean, you know, yeah. and I mean, I, 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 you know, it's like, do you, do you then get angry at people who play stormtroopers in, in because they represented Nazis in Star Wars? <laughs> You know, it's we all have to have good guys and bad guys. But you know, it's it's like I, I have been so judged for doing a Nazi film, but it's not. It's an anti-Nazi film. I couldn't be more anti-Nazi than anyone, and a lot of my dear friends are Germans, who are also now anti-Nazi. You know, yeah. um, but it's just how people are. You know, people will, will find a reason to attack without without thinking. Um, you know, and that's okay. That's okay, but let me tell you one thing: when it comes to selling a movie, the the one the pe- the one that their distributors want more than anything right now is my Nazi film. <laughs> really? See, I would have yeah. thought that's the one when they're like, "We like this." However, <laughs> we're no. not quite sure it's going to be easy to sell a film that's no. got Nazis in it. Wow. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's just kind of, it's, it's kind of how it is, you know. People, people, people are. People have prejudice and they'll judge you. That's why I go silent. I'm, you know, I hide a lot on social media. I have to. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm nobody special, but I always seem to be a target for something, you know, for abuse, for this or for that. And I'm just an, I'm just a regular guy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm nothing special. I'm just a person. Um, you know, and there's all this stuff about, uh, you know, sexual immorality and this and that and, oh, you know, um, Morgan Freeman grabbed a girl's butt. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, come on, guys. I get it. But there's really big problems in this world. Let, let's talk about Syria. Let's talk about people who've lost their homes. Do you think that those people who've lost – you know, there's a woman out there right now in Syria uh, who I who I met uh, who's lost all her children, her husband, and she has no home and no – just the clothes on her back, nowhere to live. She's lost everything. Do you think she cares about, you know, some some actor who's been a bit, you know, touchy-feely and, you know, a dirty dog? Nope. And do you think that actor had a, you know, uh, you know, is all wrapped up his, his, his own ego for, for doing that? There's real problems in this world, you know, and that's that's kind of what I, um, you know, it's, it's kind of what I identify with is the, the truth of life, you know, and that's why I like making movies because it, I try to bring some of that reality out. That's why I make science fiction. <laughs> I, think, I think, unfortunately, though, if you put the lady who's lost her children and her husband on a magazine cover, people won't buy the magazine. And that's that's very sad that that doesn't happen, but that's true. You put Morgan Freeman, who, who touched somebody's butt whenever, those magazines will fly off the shelves. Yeah, or, or a, photo a, of Kim, Kim, a photo of Kim Kardashian because she does a new selfie. Oh, definitely. I'm, yeah. I mean, you know, the, 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 I, I, you know, we've got to train ourselves. I'm here. Look, I'm I'm, I'm preaching today. We've got to train <laughs> us. We've got to train ourselves to, to 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 look at the right pieces of news. You know, tell people, okay, if, if you're upset by the fact that Kim Kardashian's there in the news, never click on a link that has her picture. Yeah, exactly. Click, you know, and that that's the secret. That's that's how you change the world is by your own actions. I had the same. Feeling, I- I had the same thing about these people bleating and moaning about Transformers movies. Oh, I hate them. Well, stop going to watch them. If you yeah. stop going to watch them and enough people stop watching them, then they won't make them anymore. But people don't. They complain and then throw money in whatever direction they're complaining about. So exactly. It's bizarre. People are just weird. By the way, I, I just so you know, I, I've seen the new Star Wars movie. Oh, Solo. Yes. What did you think? You know, I really liked it. I'm going to say this. Uh, I, I guess, you know, having had a, 
very tough week flying and everything else. I sat down, I watched the film and I just enjoyed it. You know, it was just a great fun movie. Uh, uh, you know, it's, you haven't seen it, of course, so no, I can't I spoil it for anyone, but, uh, it kind of plays up, you know, it's funny. People are complaining about it. It's like, there's nothing to complain about. It's a, okay. <laughs> now, so I'm, I'm going to give it the spoiler free review. Yep. Um, I, I felt it was adequate, correct, justified, you know, exactly what we needed right now, just to get our minds off the last Jedi blues and the, the blues of everything else in this world. It's just a nice, fun film to watch and very, very enjoyable. Um, so I, you know, I, um, I, I would recommend people see it and, you know, make, make, make us, make the world happy, make Disney happy and show Disney that, you know, Hey, you've done a good job. Now here's the thing. It's, I'm going to be honest. It looks like a, a little bit low budget in places, uh, which I know I didn't mind that, you know, but it, it looks like, uh, let, let me tell you how you can pick a low budget movie. Um, is there a lot of smoke and darkness in it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's there so we don't have to put a backdrop in or we can cover things up with smoke. Yep. Exactly. Are there a lot of, are there, are there a lot of sets being reused a few times? Yeah. Um, do they utilize one location constantly? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's okay. Um, I'm going to tell you why it's low budget. See, Kathleen Kennedy brought in um, uh, yeah, the, the two guys, the, the, yeah, the well, Miller, and, and they got kicked out. Cause, they got kicked out. Do yeah. you know how much money that cost? That's probably a few million dollars. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think Ron Howard did an amazing job. And, I mean, truly, he saved the ass of a lot of people um, by uh, uh, basically stepping in and saying to these people um, – you know, we, I'm going to fix this film. And, and look, he did an amazing job. When you consider the press, pressure he was under from not knowing what the movie's about to, like, get you know, get on a plane, come over to England, shoot a movie, be on set tomorrow, and take over this shoot, um, that's what he did. And he did an amazing job. He pulled it off. And let me tell you, that's a tough way to make a movie. So, you know, it shows you how good he is, how professional he is. And does it resonate? Yes. Is it perfect? No. Uh, it would have been better if he, he'd had three months to plan it and make oh, some script adjustments. Def, definitely, yeah. yeah. But it's a really good film. You know, it's wonderful. And, uh, you know, there's going to be people complaining about it, but you know what? It's a great movie. There's nothing nothing to complain about. So um, it, it could be the best movie in the world. I mean, I thought The Last Jedi was amazing, but people were still bashing that one. So yeah, I think exactly. What, whatever film comes out, people are going to attack it. Which is a shame. Just watch it. And exactly. If you're not a huge fan of it, you don't have to watch it again. It's fine. Just move on to another movie. Move on to the Evolution War. Exactly. Which we shall uh, get back onto. <laughs> well, I, I could say that we got more locations than the solo movie. Yes. <laughs> we, we don't have better sets, but we have more locations. <laughs> you probably did more prep than Ron Howard got to do for solo. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> there was a lot of prep in that, I'll be honest with you. Um, and it's, you know, we've, we've, we've already pre-sold Japan, <laughs> which is amazing. At the last, it was at, it was being represented at the Cannes film, film market and, uh, Japan have gone crazy because they, they made, they did really well on Rogue Warrior. Rogue Warrior was number one in Japan. I don't know what that means. 
Uh, so what, it sounds, what, what sounds good, though. It sounds good. We were number one something. I don't read, read Japanese yeah. for two weeks. So they said, look, please, 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 what have you got? Oh, this one, yep, please, please, we want it. You know, the same team, the Rogue Warrior brings you Evolution War. It's got robots, thank you, and it's got big, giant creatures. That's fantastic. And you've got uh, some of the same cast back in as well, which is also amazing. It's like a reunion. Yeah, sort of. Well, the guy who did the voice is now on camera. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, we yeah, got three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, three. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that, yeah. oh, dear. <laughs> um, you know, so it's, it's nice. It's exciting. Um, but, you know, I've still got to finish shooting and, and I've, I'll be in cutting, you know, for the next three months. But this will be out fairly quick. That's all I have to say. Because I saw the press release, I think, said it would be out. I don't know if it was late summer or summer, but it mentioned the word summer. Which yeah, is, like, yeah. You know, that's up till like August or something, isn't it? I think I'd, I'd say so. August is, is a safe bet. You know, so and by the way, congratulations on fin- finishing your campaign. Thank you. Finished it this morning, less than twelve hours ago. It finished. Um, it's weird. I it's the first day where I've not had to tweet the link out, and I've, you must feel about I'm, I'm going to compare me running a Kickstarter to you shooting a, a multi-million-dollar sci-fi movie. But when you've finished, you go, okay, um, right. What do I? Right, okay. And it's not, yeah. I've not got anything to do, but it's just this weird feeling of I've been doing this thing nonstop and now I don't have to. You're like, uh, okay. I'm a little bit stumped for the past few hours. Yeah. You have to switch gears and that's okay. You should take a day off and just think about things, you know, just, just let it, just let it all flow around you. It, it's, it's okay to do that. You know, I, I, I have to do, I had to do that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, gun crazy right now because I've left off a plane. I've been shooting, I've been cutting, I've been, Doing all sorts of stuff, you know, and I mean, it's, you know, running out of money really fast, selling equipment as we speak. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy times, but it's, it's okay. You know, um, by the way, Stuart, I'm sorry, I'm going to, have to wrap up in about five minutes. Okay. Um, cause I know this is only part one of the rest of the show. It is where I'm going to do this as a little separate episode all on its own. And then I will, oh. uh, I will record another one. So we've got at least, well, we're going to just short of half an hour on this one. So it's a nice bite sized episode. Oh, nice! So that's oh, lovely! Um, oh, well, that's that's good news. That's yes. good news. But it's good news that you you're safe back from Syria slash yeah, Turkey. Yeah, tur- really Turkey. The Turkey. drone went to you Syria. Could, I, you could see I did, Syria. I, I crossed. <laughs> I crossed no borders, but my equipment did. <laughs> yeah. It, um, it, it went out of control and accidentally flew into Syria. Yeah, but exactly. You know, that happens, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, exactly. You, you got it back, so that's good. I'm sure I'm not the first person to do this, let's be honest. I'm sure um, you're not, no. You, you tried to keep it in Turkey, but unfortunately it's just gust of wind or something, probably. Yeah, it happens. It's it's not the first time. I accidentally flew over a prison once in New York. Oops. Oh. <laughs> With it recording. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> oh, no. But I got good footage. But that's good. That's good. I look forward to getting good footage with my uh, my films as well. So. Oh, God, that yes. That will be that's... fun. Well, let's... So, uh, you know, and I, I, you know, for the listeners out there, I'm going to help you with it, hope, hopefully with a, get a camera, because um, yep. you lost the camera, so you're down one. Somebody um, stopped, yep, somebody ran off with one of my cameras, so yeah. the fact that I've gone over target, which was quite nice, uh, I think I went over target by about £800, which is very, very nice, so I am going to get a new camera, which will then shoot not only the three films, but also a whole ton of other stuff. It seems to be the smarter move rather than renting a camera. I don't 
I don't get it. Get my own camera, and then I can shoot my yeah. own stuff. Then. So. Oh, I I agree. Look, what you can get for the money is amazing. So, um, you know, I, I, um, how do I explain it? I, I, I'll I'll try to steer you in the right direction. So it'll be a camera that you could use for the next, you know, couple of years without any problems. Definitely. And uh, something you could actually sh- something I would use. Let's just say that sounds good. Yep. If Neil Johnson would use it, it'll suit me fine. Suit me perfect. Exactly. I just learn how to use the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. Good luck when, on that one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, you enjoy your day, Neil, whatever you're up to. Um and then we shall definitely well I mean we catch up and stuff anyway, but we will the the next podcast I think we do, which will probably be in about two, three weeks, uh, as I'm going into heavy script writing things, so I'll be off social media for ten, eleven days or whatever. Uh, it will be the years nineteen eighty four or eighty five, sorry, to eighty nine. So uh, the one episode that I'm recording tonight will be 80 to 84 inclusive, but not the big films. And then you and I need to get together at some point and do the science fiction one. Yeah, that would that 80, 85, 80, 84 to 89, 85. 85 to 89 inclusive, yep. They were the dark times. Oh, no. For, yeah. I, you, see, Return of the Jedi was 83, and then, that was, then there was no Star Wars. I call those the dark times because – you know, it just wasn't exciting. You know, it's not after the early 80s when we had so many great things, you know. No, I mean, my list of 80 to 84 is, it was supposed to be 10 films. I think I've got about 45 to uh, to go through. <laughs> so that, that should be <laughs> but it'll be a fun episode for you to have a listen to anyway, so. Oh, I can't wait. I'm very, that's, the, that's today, isn't it? That will be today. I'll be recording that in about 45 minutes. So. Wow, wow. I, if I get a chance in between everything, I'll email you through my list. Um, cause I've, you know, I've got films I just loved in that era. So, you know, Fantastic. that was, that was, that was, that was a golden time for me. Uh, that, well, I, I just, I discovered it was for me as well. Looking at it, you think yeah. yep, those were my definitive cinema years. I think those, those times. That, that, that decade started with me going to see Empire Strikes Back twice to three times a week. Um, for, you know, for the entirety of its cinema run, I, I saw it 88 times. Wow. Yeah. That is impressive. So. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, mm-hmm. I shall let you go for now, Neil, but you enjoy your day. And uh, we will have a catch up very, very soon. Sounds exciting. I All can't right. wait. And I'm glad you made it back from Turkey. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All, right. All right. Take care. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.